Hi my beautiful dear listeners, I am Rishikesh Shetty today narrating to you the tales of Sherlock Holmes written by John H. Watson MD, late of the Army Medical Department and this will be narrated through the John's, uh, John H. Watson's uh, you see, command so I am reading through his character so let's start this story with chapter 1 Mr. Sherlock Holmes in the year 1878, I took my degree of Doctor of Medicine of the University of London and proceeded to Netley to go through the course prescribed for surgeons in the army. Having completed my studies there, I was duly attached to the 5th Northumberland Fusiliers as assistant surgeon. The, the regiment was stationed in at India at the time, and before I could join it, the Second Afghan War had broken out. On landing at Bombay, I learned that my, my corps had advanced the passes and was already deep in the enemy's country. I followed, however, with many other officers who were in the same situation as myself and succeeded in reaching Kandahar in safety, where I found my regiment and at once entered upon my new duties. The campaign brought honors and promotion to many, but for me it had nothing but misfortune and disaster. I was removed from a brigade attached to Bershers with whom I served at the fatal battle of Maiwan. They were struck by on the shoulder by the sail bullet which shattered the bone and placed the subclavian artery. I should have fallen into the hands of murderer Gazis had did not be the devotion and courage shown by Hure and orderly who threw me across the pack horse and secreted and bringing me safely to the British lines. Worn with pain and from prolonged hardship which I had undergone, I was removed with a great train of wounded sufferers to the base hospital at Peshawar. Here I rallied and I had already improved so far as to be able to walk around the, about the wards and even to bask a little upon the veranda. When I was struck down by enteric fever, the curse of our Indian possessions, four months my life was despaired of and then when at last I came to myself and became convalescent. I so we can emaciated that a medical board determined that not a day should be lost with sending me back to the England. I was dispatched accordingly to the troops with Orontes and landed a month later on Portsmouth jetty with a irretrievably ruined but with permission from a paternal government to spend the six next nine months in attempting improvement. I had kid, neither kit nor kin in England and therefore as free as air or as free as an income of 11 shillings and sixpence a day who would permit a man to be. Under such circumstances I naturally gravitated to London that great cesspool into which all the loungers and idlers of the empire had irresistibly drink. They stayed for some time at a private hotel in the Strand, leading a comfortless, meaningless existence and spending such money as I had conceived more freely than I thought. So alarmed at the state of my finances became, there I soon realized that I must either leave the metropolis and rusticate somewhere in the country, or that I must make a complete alteration in my style of living. Choosing the later, al later alternative, I began by making my client leave the hotel and to take up a quarters in some less potential and less expensive domicile. On the very day I had come to this conclusion, I was standing at the criterion bar when someone tapped me on the shoulder and turning around I recognized M. Stamford who had been a dresser under the main parts. The sight of friendly face in the great wilderness of London is a pleasant thing indeed to a lonely man. In old Stanford had never been a particular crony of mine, but now I hailed with him with enthusiasm. A day in turn appeared to be delighted to see me. 
in the exuberance of my joy i stream to lunch with me and home more and we started off together in a one the handsome what have you been doing with yourself watson he asked in disguise wonder as we rattled through the crowded london streets you're as thin as a lath and brown as a nut i gave a short sketch of my adventures and hardly concluded by the time that we reached our destination poor devil he said for me commissioner tangley after he had listened to my misfortunes what are you up to now looking for lodgings he an- i answered trying to solve the problem as to whether it is possible to get comfortable rooms at a reasonable price that's a strange thing remarked my companion you are the second man today that used that expression to me and who was the first i asked a fellow who is working at the chemical library up at the hospital he was bemoaning himself this morning because he could not get someone to go off with him in such a nice rooms chair from and were too much for us by joe i cried if you really want someone to share the rooms and expense i'm the only man for him i should prefer having partner to be alone young stamford looked rather strangely at me over his wine glass you don't know sherlock holmes yet but perhaps you would not care for him as a constant companion he said why what is there against him oh i didn't say there was anything against him he's a little queer in his ideas enthusiastic in some branches of science As far as I know, he is a decent fellow enough. I am a medical student, I suppose I die. No, I have no idea what he intends going for. I believe he is a well-upping anatomy and he is a first-class chemist. But as far as I know, he has never taken out any systematic medical classes. His studies are very desultory and eccentric. But he has amassed a lot of out of interview knowledge that astonished his professor. Do you know I was asking what he was going in for? I asked. No, he is not a man that is used to draw out. Do you have been become communicative enough in the fancy season? I should like to meet him, I said. If I am to lodge with someone, I should prefer him as a student and quite happy. I am not strong enough to stand much more noise or excitement. I had enough of both in Afghanistan to lash me for the remainder of my natural existence. How could I meet this friend of his? He is sure to be at the laboratory between my companion. He either avoids the place for weeks or else he works from there tomorrow tonight. Feel like we shall drive around together after lunch at certainly. As our conversation drifted away into the other channels, as we made our way to the hospital after leaving the hall, born Stamford gave me a few more particulars after about the gentleman who I proposed to take as a fellow lodger. You must blame me if you don't get on with him. He said, "I know nothing more of him than I have learned from meeting him occasionally in the laboratory." He proposed this as an association, much to not hold me responsible. If we don't get it on, it will be easy to part company. I answered. It seems to me, Stamford. I added, looking at my companion, that you have some reason for washing your hands after that. Is this fellow's temper so formidable, or what is it? Don't be merely modest about it. It is not too easy to express the exception. He answered with a laugh. Holmes is a little too scientific for my taste. He approached to cold-bloodedness. I could imagine him giving his friend a little pin. of the latest spiritual alloyed out of malevolence you understand but simple out of in- spirit of inquiry in order to have a great idea of the effects to do him justice i think that he would take it himself with exact same readiness he appears to have passion for different and exact knowledge very right too yes but it may be pushed to excess when it comes to the beating the suggestion dissecting rooms it is certainly taking rather a bizarre shape beating the subjects yes to verify how far bruises may be produced after that I saw him with his own eyes, and yet 
you say that he is not a medical student no heaven knows what the object of his studies are but here we are and you must form your own impressions about him as he spoke we turned down a narrow lane passed through a small side door which opened the way into the great hotel this premier grant me and i needed no guiding as we entered the bleach stone staircase made our way to the long down corridor with a vista of whitewashed wall and turn colored doors near the further end of a low arched back branched away from it and led to the chemical laboratory this was a lofty chamber lined with countless bottles broad low tables were scattered about which crystal with lustrous stretched tubes and little bunsen lamps with their blue flickering flames only one student was bending his dishing table up on his work as soon as he glanced round and felt his foot i found it i found it he shouted to my companion running towards us with a distrustful eye i found a reagent which is precipitated by hemoglobin and everything else at this corner and greater delight could not touch me dr watson mr sherlock holmes yes how are you he said grabbing my hand and strength for courage mm, you been in afghanistan i perceive how on earth did you know that i asked in astonishment never mind said he chuckling into the syndrome the question now is about hemoglobin now don't you see the significance of this it is interesting chemically no doubt i answered practically why man it is the most um, practical medical legal discovery for years Electricity gives you an infallible test for blood stains. Come over here now. He seized me by the coat, saving his eagerness, and drew over to the table which had been working. Let us have a, let us have some fresh blood. He said, picking a lord long bodkin into his finger and drawing off the resulting drop of the chemical pipette. Now I had this small quantity of blood to the liter of water. We perceived that the resulting mixture has the appearance of pure water. The proportion of blood cannot be more than one in a million. I have no doubt, however. Still able to obtain some the characteristic reaction as he spoke, he turned to Hazel a few white crystals and added some drops of transparent fluid in the in the in an instant. Can friends assume that the dull mahogany color and a brownish taste was precipitated to the bottom of the flasher? Aha! He cried, clapping his hands, looking as delighted as a child with new time. What do you think of that? He seemed to be very delicate. He said, "Beautiful, beautiful." Hold, you ask some test. was very clumsy and this is so the microscopic equipment for blood processes the latter is valueless as if the stains have few more fold now this appears to act as well with the whether the blood is old or new had this test been invented there are hundreds of men now working those who would long ago perish at the end of their crimes indeed i am not criminal cases are continuing hinging about one part a man is someone perhaps they have been committed his clients are to examine all the brown stains recorded on them are they blood stains or mold stains Or stains, food stain. What are they? That is a question which has puzzled many experts. Why? Because there will no redress. Now we are Sherlock Holmes, and there will no longer be any difficulty. He sighed fairly, grunted as he spoke, and he put his hand over the bowl of some blooding product on the top. This imagination. You ought to be congratulated, I remark. Scarcely surprised by this enthusiasm, there was the case of one bishop at Frankfurt last year. He would have certainly been hung. Had this test been in existence, then there was Matson of Bradford, the notorious murderer, the Wefrey of Montpellier, and Samson of Noisilus. I could name a score of cases which have been decisive. You seem to be a walking calendar of crimes. Just stand for it. Look, you start a paper on those things. Call it the positions of the post. Very interesting reading. It may might be made too. He marshaled Lock, putting a small piece of plaster over the prick on his finger. I have to be careful. I can't turn it into a smile. 
on a table with poison a good deal under the sunday spokeheart and under the mortal door with similar pieces of plaster and discolor with strong acids we came here on business stanford my friend's friend here wants to take degrees and as you were complaining you that you could not get no one to go out so i thought that i will read the ring together sherlock holmes seemed delighted i have my on on a suit in baker street he said which is suit us to the ground you don't mind the of smell of strong tobacco i have I always smoke chips myself. Yes, answer. That's good enough. Uh, I occasionally do experiments. Would that annoy you? By no means. Let me see. What are my other comforts? I get in a dumps at times. And don't open my desk. You must think I'm sure you know that. Just leave me alone, and I'll soon be all right. What have you to consider? No. It is just for two fellows to know the worst of another before they begin to live together. I laughed at this cross examination. I keep a bull pup. And I object to roast because my nerves are shaken and get at, up at all sorts of ungodly hours. And I'm extremely lazy. I have another set of voices when I'm well. But those are principal ones at present. Do you include violin playing in your category of roast? He has asked. It depends on the player. A well-played violin is straight for gods. A badly played one? Oh, that's all right. I think we may consider the things I said when he cried. When shall we see them? Call for me here at noon tomorrow and we go together as for everything. He answered. At right noon exactly, said I shaking his hand. We left him working among his chemicals and we walked together to walk towards my hotel. By the way, I accidentally stopping and turning upon Shamford. How the deuce did he know that I had come from Afghanistan? My companion smiled. That's just his little peculiarity. A good many people have wanted to know how he messed with things or he said, Oh, a mystery is it? I cried, rubbing my hands. This is very piquant. The proper study of my name is man, you know. Well, you must study him then. Stanford said, Has he bid me goodbye? You will find him a naughty problem, though. I'll wager he learns more about you than you about him. Goodbye. Goodbye, answer. I strolled onto my new hotel. Considerable interested in my new acquaintance. So, my dear listeners, I'll say goodbye for now and let us tell, let us be, meet in the next episode. Thank you.